You know, sometimes people ask me, hey, Matt, I want to work for a startup. Which type of startup should I work for? And they're asking to know, like, which startups do I think are going to be the biggest, right? The ones that end up like Google and Facebook. When I actually don't think this is how potential startup employees should be looking at where they work. Yes, they want to join a company that's up to the right, that's growing really quickly. But one thing I think that is kind of overlooked many times is the culture fit. And how are you able to determine if there might be a culture fit or team fit before you even join the team? Well, I found something that actually enables you to do this, and it's called JobServe. JobServe gives you the edge that you need to understand your personal work style and how that affects the job you do and those you work with. Ultimately, you fill out their assessment, then you're able to see, oh, this is my work style and I gel with these types of people or this type of team, and this is the type of team that I may not gel with. For example, I took the assessment, and there's a few things that I learned. One. My temperament is I'm a driver. My primary tendency is to take control of situations. I prefer more of an independent approach with an emphasis on persistence, pragmatism, and a strong will. What's my leadership tendency? It's relationship-based. I prefer to focus more on relationships in order to support and motivate others, whether the individuals report to me or not. These are things that I've learned where if I ever in the future wanted to work for a startup, I would keep these in mind. Would I want to work for a startup that doesn't like drivers, doesn't want independent-minded thinkers? Well, if that's the case i wouldn't work there right and i now know that because i've taken this quiz so for you if you are thinking of breaking into startups you want to understand what startup would be a good fit for you i highly encourage you to go to jobserve.com that's j-o-b-s-u-r-v.com take the assessment and learn more about yourself so you understand what team would be the best fit for you and how about this after you take the assessment email me matt at mattsherman.com let me know what your results are and i bring a couple of you onto the podcast to chat with me about your results and what that means and what types of startups might be a good fit so if you are interested in understanding yourself better and more importantly understanding what type of startup is the best fit for you on a cultural level on a team fit level, go to jobsurv.com, take the assessment, and email me at matt at mattsherman.com, and maybe I'll pick a couple of you to come on the podcast and chat about your results. And note, if you're an employer, this is for you too. You can use JobServe ultimately to make sure the people that you hire are aligned with you culturally and a team fit. That is jobsurv.com. Check it out. Email me once you fill out the assessment, and maybe I'll have you on the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical skill yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. 
Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Alistair McClay, who's a co-founder of Third Web. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks so much. It's going great. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on and sharing what you're working on with Third Web. For people that don't know what you're working on or haven't heard of Third Web, can you kind of share what you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're a Kiwi technology startup um, on a mission to build a future where high-quality journalism can thrive on the internet. So we allow uh, our subscribers to support all of the journalism they consume online with one seamless subscription. And we also provide insights into where people get their information from and uh, how that shapes their perspective. Um, and we're doing this uh, while also trying to provide a, a significant additional revenue source for publishers looking at uh, what a, a future-proof sustainable model might look like for the, for the industry over the coming decades. So we'd love to hear kind of if I wanted to use this as I was to get the product, what my experience would be like. Is it, you know, an app, is it, you know, an extension? And then like kind of how I would go about using it. And then we can get into a little bit of the origin story. Absolutely. Sure. So um, we have just launched our, our first product a few weeks ago and it's a browser extension, um, mostly uh, on Chrome. And basically what you, can, what you can do once you download it is uh, use it to access a wide range of um, different news sites and journalism sources online. And then uh, we give you a live dashboard that gives you insights into your reading behavior. So it shows you things like how much engaged time you're spending on the different sites that you visit, how many articles you read. Uh, and and um, we're working really quickly on building additional features into that, things like the bias that uh, you might be, you know, the bias of the publishers that you're accessing um, and recommendations and things. And we're also uh, not far off having mobile support. And can you kind of share a little bit about why you wanted to get started with this? Or I guess, in other words, like the origin story for, for the company? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the, the four of us co-founders have all been passionate about the internet and kind of the you know, the, the fact that over the last 30 years or so, it's totally revolutionized the way that we, you know, humanity can access information and share information. Um, and so the, the way Third Web actually got started is I was in India um, at the end of last year, traveling around uh, and spent about a month traveling around on a prime minister scholarship, learning about the, the Indian culture and, and current events and things. And there was a lot going on during the time uh, with different protests and complex political issues. And I, I uh, got really engaged with it and started to think about how amazing it was that everything I was following along with was, was free. And um, so that kind of led me down the rabbit hole of learning a bunch about the industry and realized that basically because of Google and Facebook dominating the ad market over the last decade, uh, the most publishers, not all of them, but most publishers online now are really struggling to find a, a, a business model that takes them into the future. Um, and we've seen, you know, the rise of paywalls, uh, but that there are challenges there in terms of that, you know, that locks people out. It's kind of silos the information on the internet. And it, it also incentivizes those publishers that uh, can't make a, an individual paywall strategy successful to, you know, uh, it kind of pushes some of these trends, clickbait and divisive media, particularly, you know, trending in the US right now, we're seeing it's a topical issue. So, um, yeah, that kind of went down that rabbit hole, basically. Um, and actually, the sort of the moment that, the, I guess you could say, the light bulb came on that 
um, I decided uh, and kind of went to my team and said, hey, we've got to do this. This is the, this is the thing we want to do over the next decade. Um, this is the, you know, this is worth us really, you know, um, working incredibly hard on was I was watching uh, The Internet's Own Boy, which is a documentary about Aaron Schwartz. Um, and so I, it was like the 10th time I watched it or whatever. He's a, a hero of mine and um, basically his, he was one of the co-founders of Reddit, but he's done a lot of uh, really, really inspiring or did, uh, unfortunately, um, he passed away, but he's done a, a whole lot of inspiring work uh, around, you know, open information on the internet and internet advocacy. So after watching that, I kind of thought, man, that really there needs, you know, the, the, this kind of perfectly aligns with the passions of, of my other three co-founders and mine. We'd already been working on a, a, a company um, previously in the uh, kind of decentralized technology space, working on different monetization methods online. And I thought, really, this this is something we need to jump into. And so, so we kind of just went straight into it from there. Definitely. What have been... As you've gone down this path of starting this company, um, what have you learned? You know, it could be about the market and about, you know, the behavior. It could be about yourself or about product. What have been some things you've learned since you started the company? Um, yeah, great question. I think one of the, the main things would be that it, it never gets easy. So I've, um, I've actually uh, founded a couple of startups previously that were acquired. Um, and my team, uh, particularly one of my co-founders, has had some really, really big successes in the US with other companies. And I'd say, um, I, I think you kind of think that it'll get easier. Uh, and I mean, we've had our, our fair share of failures as well. And you'd think that those, of course, would help. But really, I mean, I think you sort of get used to the roller coaster of it more. But at the end of the day, um, yeah, big learning is that startups are really, really hard. And it, it just continues to be that way, no matter sort of uh, how much you've um, how much you've experienced, um, and I guess on that point as well, another thing is uh, I think it's really important to be super deliberate about who you work with and what you work on. Um, I've had kind of good and bad experiences in both these fronts, and I, I it's sort of a cliche, but I think you can't the people. I'm lucky now; I have a really, really amazing team around me, and. Um, and we're working on a, a project that we're incredibly passionate about and that, you know, those two things will get you a long, long way, um, if nothing else, you know. Definitely. Those are great. Two great learnings. What, what, what would you kind of, like, you're in this industry that I, I spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, because I, I, like, I have my sub stack and I got, like, you know, podcasts and, and, and whatnot. Well, if they kind of hear, like, what are some of your predictions for, where the market will go um, and they could be you know in, in relation to where you think you're going um, you know as a company but I don't know like 10 years from now not specifically your company but just like the market what could things look like if you had to predict yeah well I, I suppose the one thing we can be sure of is that things are going to be a lot different um, it's a yeah it's a question that I spend a lot of my time thinking about um, and uh, I think there, there, there will, there is going to be some fundamental, really fundamental shifts. Um, and I, I, we kind of see the future as there needs to be a model where three things are sort of are supported, right? So there needs to be a business model for the industry as a whole that is affordable for consumers. Um, 
And so, you know, I, I could probably go and subscribe to, you know, the five top publishers in the US right now uh, because I, you know, I want a diverse, informed opinion, but that's going to cost me over $100 a month, and that's not feasible for most people. Um, it, and it needs to be, uh, it needs to have a, a, a range of sources. So, you know, there's, there's a, an important piece there that, you know, if, you, if people only, people care basically about getting a range of sources and because of, you know, the bias that can come from a single one. Um, yeah, so, so uh, those two elements. And then the third element, of course, is it needs to be sustainable for the publishers. So um, most publishers are struggling right now to kind of figure out what the future looks like. Um, and we think that the, re the, the kind of thinking behind our, our vision for the future and what we're building now is uh, looking at it in a way that ticks all three of those boxes. So we believe that there's going to be some pretty that in 10 years, things are going to look radically different, but we believe that those three boxes will be, you know, a part of what that looks like. And then if you were to kind of look out for, for your own company, um, you know, for, uh, you know, what, what, what do you think that looks like in 10 years? I guess in other words, what's the big vision that you're, that you're going towards and, and, you know, kind of where are you rowing um, with third web? Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, the big vision is that, uh, I guess it kind of aligns with what I just spoke about there. So we, sure. we really, I, it, it comes down to this um, deep passion for, you know, the value of, uh, you know, high quality information on the internet, but specifically um, independent quality journalism. So without independent uh, quality journalism, you, you know, the sort of fundamental freedoms of democracy are at risk. And so, um, our North Star is to, to be able to facilitate a model that works uh, at scale. It's really important that it works at scale for both the consumers and the publishers. Um, and this is the, the real challenge, right? It's, it's a fairly easy thing to build something that works really well for consumers, uh, but doesn't necessarily work for publishers and vice versa. Um, getting that right, and it's the classic two-sided marketplace problem, which makes things super hard. Um, getting that right uh, and, and, you know, having a model where, um, where, you know, right now, basically, if you look at the future of the industry, it's all pretty bleak, uh, generally. Um, there's, you know, a lot of fear-mongering, there's a lot of concern, uh, you know, quite fundamental and, and concern for good reason. So I guess in 10 years, if we've succeeded, when people talk about the industry, it'll be a lot more uh, positive and optimistic. And to kind of get that outcome and to get the positive and optimistic outlook, you'll, you'll need some help, right? Like you'll need some, potentially some employees, maybe some investors, um, obviously, you know, customers, people that use the product. Um, but you'll, you'll definitely need help from the forward-thinking founders community. So for my, one of my last questions for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Um, are, are you looking for employees? Are you looking for investors? You know, more users, you know, BD partnerships. How can the community assist? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've uh, raised a pre-seed round um, and, and I'm fortunate enough to have uh, a really awesome team on board, um, both here in New Zealand and in, in Melbourne and Australia. Um, the main thing from the community right now, I guess, one would be if this sounds interesting to you, um, you know, go and check out thirdweb.co. Uh, and, you know, if it's something that you want to be a part of, then I'd love for you to sign up and, and join the third way movement. Um, 
The other one, I guess, is uh, if, if anyone out there is involved in the journalism industry, if they work in the industry or they have strong connections there, um, and they think that, you know, and they'd like to discuss what we're doing uh, and our vision and mission and, and um, the specifics of how we're going about this, I'd love to talk to them. Um, so, yeah, I, I can be reached at alistair at thirdweb.co. Um, I'd love to, anyone who, who's keen to chat um, from that space, particularly in the US, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. And then just to confirm, what, you know, what's the URL? Can the people find you online, like on social media, like Twitter or LinkedIn or something? Um, you know, what's the email just to, to make sure people catch it before we finish up the podcast? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, the, uh, our site's at uh, thirdweb.co. Um, our handle pretty much everywhere is at thirdweb. Uh, you can email me. Um, so it's alistair at thirdweb.co. And my name's A-L-I-S-T-A-I-R. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there and you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days, how they got their customers. We do these every single week with another, you know, really great founder that has been on the podcast. Additionally, um, we have our pitch battles, right? So if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one with venture capitalists, this is where to do it. These are monthly pitch battles. So if you don't get in the first time, try again, right? The goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs, two, raise capital, three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you were kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to forwardthinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city, join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event. And I hope to see you there. Forwardthinking.city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.